0: Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you're listening to a Maps Step Back podcast.
1: Like this, TK. Like yes, yeah, the mavericks all about action. Don't you do know acting no Samuel Jackson? Dirk it the ball, you know that his magic post move deadly. Yeah, get tragedy. Yeah, Look with the ball. Travis. Yeah, it get nasty. He'll drop 30. Don't gotta ask him. Got don't Chris Stabs, Cut to the Adam. I spat like Dallas. Set out on rap and God. Yeah. If Luca shoot the ball, you know that it's cash. But my boy's still living the past. Now you got my boy Chris Stabs, Looking like Dirk Nash in the gap. They just want to ring, want to fill the gap. on your team head, Hey, talk a heads. Dang, do relax. Feel at a champ. Thief still coming with the wow. gallant. How's it going,
2: everybody? Welcome, we Welcome into another. Another edition of the Step Back a Mavs Podcast. I'm your host Dalton Trigg. I'm joined as always by my co-host and DallasBasketball.com colleague Matt Galatson. And really, Matt, it's it's a little bit different now. I mean, it, I guess technically it's going to still be DallasBasketball.com eventually because Fish he you know he, he's keeping the URL and. Uh, we're still going to have that name, that brand, but uh, some big news this past week, uh, Matt and I, we are joining Fish over at uh, Sports Illustrated slash The Maven. Uh, the Maven is the publisher of Sports Illustrated. They bought them uh, not too long ago, and uh, Fish got an offer to go over there and uh, cover the Cowboys uh, for them. and. Fish said, well, before I accept the contract, I, you know, I want to cover the, the Cowboys and the Mavs, and uh, sure enough, they agreed to it. Uh, the Cowboy site is up and running. The Mavs site is supposed to be coming in the next two to three weeks, I believe, but uh, nevertheless, it's very exciting stuff. Uh, I'm super stoked for the opportunity. Matt I mean, I know you're excited, too. Oh, yeah, and Matt, he just accepted a new position uh, at 105.3 The Fan, so congrats to you, my friend.
0: Yeah, a lot going on. Uh, it's uh, It's been a whirlwind the last couple weeks, um, but I'm really excited. I've always loved The Fan, and um, when that position came open, Fish texted me immediately and threw my name into the ring. and. Um, it only took a little while for for me to, uh, for me to get hired there, which I'm I'm very thankful for. I'm I'm already working on a great team and, um, yeah. So the Maven, um, sports illustrated thing, it sounds a little complicated on the surface, but it's really not that complicated. It's so the way it works is, uh, it's so right now it's, it's a separate, they're, they're, they're not integrated yet, but the way it's going to work is, um, so, the Maven is um, operated by the same person who used to own and operate Scout.com, which is where DallasBasketball.com used to be before they moved to 24-7. So, right. his plan is to <coughs> have a bunch of team sites up and running, um, much like Scout.com and... Um, It's going to be, from what we understand, and we talked to a guy named Derek the other day, the guy that trained us on how to use everything. He informed us that it's going to be a blended experience. So right now it just looks like the Maven, but what it's eventually going to turn into is the editorial part and everything that you and I do is going to be on the Sports Illustrated side of things. Um, this Correct. obviously is when, when they get everything integrated together. And then the community aspect is going to be um, more like the Maven experience. So it, it's really exciting stuff. Um, I'm assuming we're keeping DallasBasketball.com as the, as the name. I think that's been the plan all along. Um, and that's what yeah. it sounds like. Um, I think right so. now you can find the, the Cowboys site at uh, CowboyMaven.io. Eventually, I think that's going to change, and Fish is going to go back to his old brand of uh, CowboysHQ.com once everything's finished, but all that's going to take, you know, um, it's going to be another month or so, hopefully before the the NFL regular season starts, um, before that's all squared away, and then we, we have a little bit more time to worry about the Mavs side of things, but... Um, yeah it's 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 really exciting you know both both of us are obviously super excited and I know fish is as well and uh you know that will be eventually the new home of the step back but for right now we're we're kind of homeless i guess aren't we I mean i I wouldn't
2: say we're homeless fish fish is uh you know he's putting us up on 1053 uh so <laughs> so you know that, that that could be our temporary home for the step back right now until and who knows i mean that might that might eventually turn into, you know, something more regular. We might have to step back in in multiple places. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really excited, too. Uh, That that was my understanding, is that uh, the Maven is going to be more like – it's going to have more of a community aspect to it. It's going to be kind of like how uh, DallasBasketball.com boards were. Uh, So, it's going to be more like that, and then eventually, you know, it's going to we're going to have a a Sports Illustrated site for both the Cowboys and the Mavs stuff that we put up. So I'm excited for it. Um, I'm excited for you, Matt. That's an awesome awesome opportunity for you at the fan. Uh, I know they're going to have you super super busy, but. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes. But, <laughs> I know. I know you. Uh, you just. You literally just started, and uh, I mean, I. <laughs> I know they're probably just making you do all kinds of stuff to start out, but, I mean, I think it's going to well, be I, worth it. I think you'll enjoy well, it.
0: I, right now, I'm. I'm just. I'm doing all the training stuff, which isn't that hard. It's just watching a bunch of videos and taking a bunch of tests. Um, but. I, I got in there on Wednesday, um, that was my first day, and everybody, all the radio talent is um, gone, they're all in California for Cowboys training camp, so I, I, you know, I was super stoked to meet, you know, all those guys, I mean, we already know Ben and Skin and Fish obviously, but I was excited to meet everybody else, but they're all gone, so um, yeah, I mean, it's it's great. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to, to actually, you know, starting to write some stuff for them. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited. It's, it's nice to have an office to go to for my, for my work these days. I have, I have a three, I have, I have a setup with three big computer monitors and a big keyboard and it's great.
2: And I mean, uh, I can't, I can't say enough about fish, you know, uh, I've been I w- I've been with DallasBasketball.com. I've been with you guys for like I think a year and a half now.
1: Yeah, if it I, sounds if about I remember,
2: right. Yeah, about a year and a half, and uh, I mean it's it was a seamless transition, perfect fit. Uh, I've really enjoyed myself, and you know uh, both you and Fish. I mean y'all have, y'all have been great, uh, and I mean I. Who would have thought I mean I I wouldn't have thought that something like this would come up as, as quick as it did but uh, I'm really excited for it and like you said Matt we're gonna we're gonna trans transition into this now but you know it, we've got a little bit a little bit of a while before we have to actually worry about uh, that MAV site being up and running uh, but you know the the full NBA schedule comes out Monday Um uh, I believe it's. Oh, I have to look it up. I think it's Monday afternoon around like two or three. But yeah, I think it's three o'clock Central Time. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So that the full schedule will be out Monday. What we know so far is that the Mavs will not be playing on opening night, which is October twenty second, but they will open the season the following night on October twenty third at home against the Washington Wizards. Uh, and then two days later, on October 25th, they'll travel to New Orleans, uh, which I'm thrilled about. By the way, I've you know last year both of those Mavs Pelican games fell in the month of December, so <laughs> I got all of my my Mavs excitement down there out of the way early. So I'm glad that uh, I get to start out the season there, and hopefully the the next one is you know in the second half of the season, but. Anyway, so they, they the second game of the season, they play in New Orleans. Uh, since the Pelicans are playing in Toronto for uh, opening night, I'm going to assume that uh, that Mavs-Pels game will be Zion Williamson's home debut in New Orleans. Uh, so, I mean, that, that should be a really good game. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we also know that the Mavs will be playing at new york uh, at madison square garden on november 14th so that's less than a month into the season christophe porzingis will travel back to new york i'm sure he'll get a very warm heartfelt welcome <laughs> from the oh, very <laughs> from the very understandable and and rational new york Knicks fan base <laughs> I'm sure and uh, you so know pleasant. we hit yeah, and you know, we had Dennis Smith Jr. on uh, last week, and he was talking about how even though he's still friends with all the the Mavs players and everything, that uh, he's still ready, he, he's eager to play the Mavs. And he, he didn't get that chance last year. They were finished playing the Knicks after that trade went down, so this will be his first time playing against his former team, too. And then... Other than that, we really don't know anything else. We know the Mavs aren't playing on Christmas. Uh, if the Knicks had a roster that was you know, somewhat respectable, just to put it nicely, uh, maybe they would have done that, that Mavs-Knicks-Madison Square Garden game on Christmas. I mean, I don't know. But regardless, Mavs aren't playing on Christmas, and that's pretty much all we know. We know three games, so... They're playing the Wizards at home opening night. Two days later at New Orleans, and then November fourteenth, uh, they play at Madison Square Garden. What are your initial thoughts on this, Matt?
0: Very boring game to start with with the Wizards. They're going to be god awful.
2: I mean, um, boring, but, but you know, there's a it, very, it's, it's very a nice good chance of a <laughs> yeah, very good chance of a win there. Although, and I, I mentioned this to you earlier, but you know, we we don't have uh, renowned wizards killer Wesley Matthews anymore, so I don't know what we're gonna that's, do.
0: That's true, but they're <laughs> going to be terrible. So that's, I mean, it's like we talked about Kirk a couple weeks ago, Kirk Henderson. Um, you know, the, Kirk, the your enthusiasm, by the way. Yeah, go go check out his pod. Plug plug plug. <laughs> um, whatever, but anyway, uh, so he. You know, we talked with him about how we need the Mavericks to have a, a easy intro into the season if they're going to have you know a, a, a decent chance at the playoffs. So, um, with the Wizards and and you know New Orleans, who I think is nowhere near as good as everybody else does, I think they're you know the, Lakers without, <laughs> the Lakers without Lakers without LeBron. <laughs> so, like, how good Man can that be?
2: The Pelicans, they went from, like, being viewed... Like, with all the Anthony Davis stuff, they went from being like, okay, this is an interesting young team, you know, kind of rooting for them because they're underdogs now and a bunch of young guys coming together and all that. They went from that to, like, kind of overrated. Like, really overrated. Really quick. And... I agree. I mean, I, I I don't know if you get that feeling, but I kind of get that feeling. They, <laughs> they, they, they went from like okay underdog kind of rooting for them something like that feeling to all right maybe we need to slow down the hype a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, I I think they're incredibly overrated. Um, I I like some of their players. Uh, I like Zion obviously. Um, I like JJ Reddick. I like Derek Favors. But I think Lonzo and, and Brandon Ingram and you know that whole Lakers crew is 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 kind of trash, and Drew Holiday's is fine. I but, don't think um, they're
2: bad, and Drew Holiday's is amazing. What are you talking about, Matt? Drew Holiday. Yeah, I is mean, I, I awesome. would love for
0: <laughs> I would love for Drew Holiday to be a Maverick. I'm just saying, like he's not. I, I I struggle to see where who their star is outside of Zion. I mean, the Mavericks have two stars. There's tons of teams well, with if, two stars. I just think New Orleans is, like, bordering under 500, and people are acting like they're 45-50 win team. I just don't see it. Yeah.
2: Well, part of that is, and if, if you ask uh, their new general manager, David Griffin, uh, I forgot where he said I listen to uh, Sirius XM NBA radio a lot, and before he accepted that job, uh, he used to come on that show a lot, so when he did accept the job, uh, I think there was an interview he was having on there, and he said something about that he thought uh, Drew Holiday had MVP potential, <laughs> and I was like, "Man, we're that's even a taking seat. a player. We're we're even taking a player now that's really really good." Like. He's an all-star in my opinion. He's all defense, all defensive player. Just amazing. I'd love to have him on the Mavericks. We're taking a guy like that and we're even going to like overrate him now, which is I mean that that's really something. But uh I mean and yeah, even BP? Zion I, Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's nuts. Yeah. I, I mean I mean he's 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 got like a homer homer view now he's got his homer goggles on when he said that he was still excited from you know all the stuff that had gone down but anyway and i mean then you look at zion and i love zion i i I would have like that there were people on twitter offering to sacrifice me in order for (laughs) in order for the mavs to get zion or maybe that was was just one person no, I was first in line
0: for that. Line started behind me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but even Zion, we haven't seen anything from him yet that says that he can withstand an eighty two game schedule. You know, he played in what? One summer league game before getting hurt. And well, every I'm, I'm- everything I've heard so far, there people aren't saying that he's overweight. Or, or, well, people aren't saying he's fat, but there's a lot of people saying that he does need to get his weight down because as athletic as he is, being a high flyer, uh, just his style of play, it's almost inevitable that he's going to have injury issues if he doesn't get it down. So you have that to factor in. I mean, like you said, the the Lakers pieces that they got in the AD trade, I'm not high on them. I mean, I there, it's just a uh, it's just kind of overrated. But anyway, we we could go well, on and on, on about that.
0: On. I, I want to say one thing about Zion real quick. Um, it's not just I, I don't necessarily think he's going to have injury problems. I mean, the guy busted out of his shoe and he was okay. But my thing is the conditioning of it all. He's never played that many games in one regular season in his entire life. You know, Luca played as much basketball as anybody playing in Europe, and he, the NBA still wore him out by the end of the season. He wasn't in great yeah. shape, granted. He looks like he is now, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But still, I mean, rookies always have they, – they always hit the rookie wall later in the season. And, yeah, and um, that's becau- and it's I like, like with Zion. That's... Yeah, it's like with Zion at Duke,
2: what? He, he probably played a total of – 33 34 games maybe and that's 40 minutes a game in college and then you have then you have 82 games in the NBA at 48 minutes a game and the the competition level is just it's not even comparable uh, so I mean yeah I mean I, I could see him getting worn out and uh, like I mean there's just there's more I don't know if he's going to... I'm not going to say that Zion's going to be injury prone, but there's a lot more opportunity for him to get injured uh, playing with the guys he's
0: playing with now. Uh, Potentially. You never know. Um, I just... I don't think he's going to come out... I mean, a lot of people are are acting as though he's going to come out and be the best rookie ever, which he might, but... I think people need to temper their expectations a little bit. He's going to be great, but he's gonna have his struggles just like every other rookie and you know, I as a result of that I think New Orleans is gonna kinda of do the same. They're gonna struggle. They have some yeah. good pieces, but they're not you know, they're not a five hundred team, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. And I mean I, I, I'm with you. I think they're I think they're probably uh probably about a th- 36 to 38 win team. Um, And, I I mean, like I said, we only know three games on the schedule right now, but uh, all three games look like potential wins, uh, assuming that uh, the Mavs stay healthy. I think they could definitely take care of the Wizards on opening night. Should be able to take care of the uh, Pelicans on the road that next game. And then, you know, later on when they play the Knicks, Man, I just I have a I have a really good feeling about that. I I really expect KP to just explode in that game. I don't know I don't know exactly what you know what he's going to score, but special stuff happens in Madison Square Garden especially for opposing players and I just have a feeling that that's going to be one of those special MSG moments when when Porzingis returns and just uh, let's let's go of a lot of frustration.
0: You know what that means, right? What? Rick Carlisle's gonna hold him out of the game. Oh, don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be such a Mavericks thing to do, though, don't you think?
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, as soon as we as soon as we get to. Uh... November fourteenth. I don't watch a, watch the Mavs have a game on November thirteenth, and then the fourteenth is load management night for <laughs> for Porzingis. Exactly. But exactly. Rick Car Rick Carlisle is pretty, you know, uh, conscientious of stuff like that. I, I think he I think he recognizes opportunities like that. I don't think he would uh, take that away from a guy that's will have been out what 20 months uh by the time the season starts so i i think he'll i think they'll if there is any kind of load management stuff i think they'll have it already scheduled to where it's not for that night but like you said if it (laughs) like you said if if it did happen though that that would be pretty frustrating and we'd say oh that's typical anyway as we get closer to the season and we're in the dead of the summer uh, obviously you always want to see how your your current players are doing you want to see how their summer workouts are going and luckily for Mavs fans we've had a lot of that lately Um, Porzingis he's been killing it this summer I mean he I, I know people say this all the time and uh, DeLon Wright even joked about it on Instagram a little bit earlier. I think it was a day or so ago. But Porzingis, he really looks like he has added a considerable amount of muscle uh, since the last time we saw him. Like, when, like, towards the end of the season, he wasn't playing, obviously, obviously but you know, there were videos that surfaced of him. At practice and pregame and you know just shooting around and everything and he just he looks different now from what he did then and we already knew the Mavs had a training uh, program in place for him uh, to make sure that you know it would help prevent future injuries like what he had been having earlier in his career so I think it's definitely working Casey Smith and Rick Carlisle—they were, you know, overseas working with him earlier this summer. Uh, I think they were with Luca as well, if I recall. And I mean, Luca—the last few days, I mean, he's—he went from Luca Don Thick to Luca Don Thin. And I'm really excited, Matt. But <laughs> I mean, I'm really, really excited about this because. You know, like like we mentioned on the on the last episode, uh, it's not that Luca wasn't in shape, uh, you know like by our standards, because of course he was in shape, but he wasn't in NBA shape going into his rookie season. But it seems like he is really taking it seriously this summer. Uh, it does help that uh, Slovenia was eliminated from the World Cup stuff, you know, so he's not. Uh, tempted to, you know, go do anything with that. He's just focused on his workouts and everything. I think they're going to hit the ground running. I'm really excited about it, Matt.
0: Yeah. um, I'd like to see, I mean, obviously Instagram is great um, and everything we've seen. I'd like to see what KP looks like in person on media day. I'm I'm pretty excited about that to see um, how much his body's actually changed in person. Because, you know, Obviously, it's hard to tell just with pictures on, you know, on social media. I, I I know he's in better shape. I'm just saying, I you know, I'd like to see what it looks like in person. Um, but as as far as Luca goes, that like that I can tell he's dropped at least fifteen pounds. Like at least fifteen pounds. He looks yeah, he's skinny, skinny. In shape. <laughs> he, he's got some muscle definition in his arms instead of like whatever my arms look like is what his arm looked like before. Um, so it, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he, he looked, they both look great. Um, I hope it, I hope it translates into some success. Um, I, and I think you know, it definitely
2: will. And the thing with Luca, it's not just that he's thin, but
0: he's got like some definition too. like my thing is, I, I hope it helps, you know, helps them be successful. I think it, I think it will play a role. Um, but you know, them being in shape was never as much of a concern to me as, you know, the players that they have around them as far as shooting and everything that they need. It's better than it yeah. was last year, but that, you know, I, I feel like that's more important. Um, but we'll see. I, I'm, I'm really excited, especially about the whole Luca Luca thing. Cause it, for me, it's always been easier to tell when somebody has lost weight than when somebody has put on weight in terms of getting in better shape and so Luca looks like he's really really put in the work and um who knows maybe maybe he has the six pack that that Rick Carlisle wanted um yeah instead of just having one ab <laughs> yeah he's he's, he's he's gonna walk around media day with his shirt up just like what's up guys crop top he's gonna go with crop yeah. top learn a thing or two from zeke but yeah i mean yeah. That's, that's all really exciting
2: <laughs> yeah and i mean even delon wright he got in on the phone which i'm i'm a dummy i i saw that on instagram he, he he was on the beach and uh he he posted a picture and he was just like i gained th- uh 20 pounds of muscle this summer and so me you know the mindset i have obviously i screenshot it and post it to Twitter and it's like new Mavs guard Delon Rice says he gained twenty pounds of muscle. Well then he goes back and comments underneath his picture and he was like, I was totally joking by the way.
1: <laughs> I think yeah. And then when
2: I went when I went back and uh, or somebody mentioned this, I, I saw it after all that happened. Apparently Trey Young posted a beach picture like that, I think, and uh. said something about and something about gaining a bunch of muscle. So then I put two and two together and I was like, is Delon right taking a shot at Trey Young? Because that would be no. incredible.
0: <laughs> no, he's not.
2: <laughs> why not? No. We we ha- The Mavs Hawk rivalry why does, why does, is
0: a thing now. Why does everything that Trey Young says or why is everything that Trey Young says, you know, Always linked back to the Mavericks in some way, shape, or form. or Because way, so. like
2: Luka Doncic was traded for him.
0: It's, it's so annoying.
2: The, I, well, it's annoying, Matt, but you're just going to have to get used to it because that's life now. <laughs> they are linked forever.
0: I'm happy for Trae Young because he apparently has put on weight even though he still looks like, you know, like he's the size of my 15-year-old nephew. Um, you know that little
2: running back kid that that's dominating the internet. You know he's he's a little running back kid. He's I don't know. He looks like he's in fourth, fifth grade or something, but he's got he's got a six pack, and uh, <laughs> that's kind of like how Trey Young is right now. Sure, <laughs> just saying. obvious Obviously, you haven't seen that because of your <laughs> your non comment there.
0: No, I have not seen that, but I'd anyway, I'm happy for Trey. Sounds like he's in good shape too. Hopefully, the pressure will be off of him a little bit now that the whole rookie of the year conversation is over, because Luca is rookie of the year as he deserved. And, I mean, we knew their bodies were going to develop as their you know early season, their early career you know progressed so. Good for them. Good for both of them. If one more person brings up Trey Young to me before October, I swear, Dalton, I'm gonna delete Twitter.
2: (laughs) I haven't had anybody mention him in a while. That today was the first time that I had heard that in in a long time, and I mean it. I know you don't want to. I know you're like, well, why does Trey Young have to be connected to everything Mavs? But I mean, it was kind of a weird coincidence that it was the same setting and the same kind of, you know, post. (laughs) Because, you know, everybody that posts stuff and says, oh, I gained X amount of muscle, uh, the whole NBA Twitter community now is just like, oh, here we go again. Because everybody does
0: that. My thing is, like, the Rockets just traded for Russell Westbrook. And in the last, you know, two weeks since that's happened. Or three weeks, or whatever. I mean, there was obviously the period where, like, it was big news and blah, blah blah. But like a week after that, up until today, I've heard more about Trey Young than I have about Russell Westbrook and the Rockets, who are going to challenge for you know first place in the West. Well, but like, that's to be fair, that so that's stupid. not.
2: To be fair, that's not from Mavs Twitter though. That's just in general, like all the all the sites, all the accounts that I I follow, like. Uh, Bleacher Report, House of Highlights, which is basically the same thing, Uh, Ball is Life, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Trey has been playing a lot of pickup basketball this summer. And, you know, wherever he goes, there's cameras, and so, therefore, he's getting a lot of publicity for it. It is annoying, but, I mean, that's why. And I, I don't there's think always, it,
0: there's always some Hawks stan on my Twitter on my timeline somewhere like every f-ing day, and it pisses me off. And I, I just mean, want don't to you stop.
2: don't you think it's a weird coincidence that we hadn't seen anything about Luca this entire summer? Uh, you know, as far as working out or you know, he, he's he's kind of private with that stuff. You don't see anything, and then you know, after Trey's been playing at the Drew League and all this other stuff and all these videos surface and everything, now we're starting to see Lucas' summer
0: workouts. What? Juking out third graders at basketball camp. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, that's the most overdone
2: uh, bit I've ever seen. Like, when people... When NBA players host camps and they'll post these videos of a little kid going up for a layup and somebody just spikes it, just completely blocks it, and everybody's like, oh,
0: that's so funny. I'm thinking like, come on, man. <laughs> no, nah, man, I bet it's, those kids could score on Trey. I don't know. He? he uh, are you, you kidding know, he, me? He's the, he's the worst defender in basketball, like, statistically. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but you know he's not going to let them do it. He's going to try extremely hard to no. not let that happen. So
0: <laughs> they're going to do it, and then he's—they're going to do it, and then he's going to run around and make sure nobody sends it out on social media. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, anyway,
2: <laughs> we're going to move on from the the summer workout stuff and people posting pictures to instagram and all that because i mean i'm gonna be honest matt that, that's like the most dead of the summer topic i think we could have thought of uh but that's right there we're gonna, we're, <laughs> we're gonna move on uh earlier in the week uh isaiah roby that signing was made official uh and you know by the mavs completing that signing uh, the 15 man roster is set for now at least um I don't know if that's gonna be the 15-man roster once the season opener comes around because I mean there there's there's just a couple of potential there's a couple of potential trades I could see happening before the season starts and one of those is the Andre Iguodala trade uh, that Fish he had the exclusive on the the Mavs were uh, talking with the Grizzlies about trading uh courtney lee and a second round pick for andre iguodala obviously the the grizzlies they didn't want to take on courtney lee so nothing came of it they wanted i think it was reported that they wanted to get a first round pick for iguodala even though the warriors had to give the grizzlies a first round pick to you know for them to take him so i don't know i don't get that logic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, so nothing has happened. Andre Iguodala is still with the Grizzlies. I really just don't see him starting the season in Memphis. I don't think he wants to be there. Uh, you know, it's already – I think he, Tim McMahon even said that, uh, you know, the, the Mavs and the, the Rockets were in the mix for him too. But, I mean, if they're going to trade him – if, if Memphis is going to trade Iguodala, I don't see an offer out there, a potential offer, that would beat what the Mavs are offering, which isn't much. So, to me, it just kind of feels like you can either trade him and get what you can for him now. You already got a first-round pick from Golden State. And, you know, get a second-round pick and expiring Courtney Lee. Or, well, you can save some money, too, because Courtney Lee's making less than Andre Iguodala. Or you can buy him out. He can go sign wherever he wants to. You get nothing out of it. Or you can keep him until the trade deadline and, you know, potentially risk him not wanting to play there, which I don't know that for sure. But I just have a feeling he doesn't want to play in Memphis. So you can keep him until the trade deadline and just hope all that goes well until that point. I don't know. What do you think, Matt? I, I that's that's one of the the minor type trades I could see the Mavs uh getting in on before the season
0: opener. I don't think much of it. I, I, I think that to me it seems like they're pretty pretty set in their roster going into next season. Um they they attempt their one attempt at a trade this summer, a real trade obviously fell through. Um I just, you know, the whole Iguodala thing doesn't make too much sense to me. Um, on but I mean, you say you say levels. real,
2: you say real trade, but I mean that was that that was like a real thing that was talked about with the Mavs and Grizz. It's just it's just a I'm matter saying, of the Grizz not wanting to take Courtney
0: Lee. <laughs> I'm not saying it was the, the discussions didn't happen. I'm saying the one trade that they had. Really on the table was the draggits trade, and it fell through. And it seemed like after that, they were like, "All right, well, f- it. We're just going to mail in this, the rest of this off season, and do some minor moves and, and take what we have in the next year." And I think they like their pieces. I think, well, whether they're right or wrong, I think they like what they have. And I'm still
2: you know. kind of, I'm still kind of confused with the Miami trade stuff. But I don't think it went down the way you're thinking. I think what was reported, with you know, with uh, Dragic going to Dallas, I think that was what Miami thought was going down, and the Mavs thought they were getting Olenek and Derek uh, Derek Jones Jr. All right, and, I have it on
0: decent authority that that is wrong. <laughs> okay, so, well,
2: man. I've I've seen. All different kinds of stuff, but given what we know <laughs> about the Mavs, and you know they obviously they like Kelly Olynyk. Uh, I mean that that wouldn't shock me if that was the case. You know <laughs> they have a trade uh, on the table for for Dragic and I don't know. I, I could just see them being like, "Oh, hold up! I thought we had this, and it just it fell through." So. I hope if that if that's they what can happened.
0: Then they should all be fired because that's 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 horrendously bad. And I, I that's well, I'm ninety percent sure that's not what happened. Anyway, my point is, I just I they haven't done anything this whole summer since you know their last thing with DeWan Wright and signing the the two ways and all that stuff. It's been super quiet. I just expect it to stay that way, at least until they you know get. Halfway through their um, their fall schedule and heading into December, and they're like, "Wow, we're not as good as we thought we were. We need to be aggressive and make another move. Maybe well, then it'll be Iguodala. But
2: I just think it's more of like a like a a staring match with Memphis because if Memphis if they hold on to Iguodala closer to the start of the season and they can't find anything else better than what the Mavs offered. And like I said, if he doesn't want to play in Memphis, which I'm—I mean, I just I can't see him going from what he what he was with uh, in Golden State to wanting to play. I don't think he's like Vince Carter, you know. I I don't think he wants to to waste a season. But anyway, I guess if you ask Matt Moore, he would say that (laughs) it's a better situation for Iguodala in Memphis than it is. Uh, in Dallas, but that's a completely yeah, I different. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> I, I I don't want to jump down that rabbit hole. But uh, there's a lot of Mavs fans that are mad at him right now. <laughs>
1: but yeah,
2: uh, I, I think if Memphis comes around and it's just like, okay, we weren't able to get what we wanted, uh, but we still have this offer on the table, and you know, Courtney Lee, he played in Memphis before. They loved him beforehand. Obviously, he's not the same player anymore, or at least he wasn't last year, but. Uh, they'd save a little bit of money and they'd net a second-round pick. So I could see it happening. I'm not saying it will happen, but I mean, I just don't. I don't think we can say 100% that this 15-man roster is going to be the exact roster that uh, we go into the season with.
0: I, I can say this with 100% certainty: It's that I'm going to die on this mountain, and then tomorrow morning, as soon as this pod <laughs> pub, 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 pub publishes. That trade's gonna go through, and I'm just gonna be like, "Well, okay." Shit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and look, I, I said I had two, and the second one was the one we already discussed, you know, about Miami. I could see, I could see them circling back around to that, and uh, you know, I I think that has less of a chance of happening. Than the Memphis trade, just because they they botched the Miami thing so horribly, <laughs> I think Miami's just like no, nah,
0: we're just gonna move on. Uh, well, but I, I, if they circle if they circle back around for Dragic, then I think it'll be around the trade deadline. Because I think yeah. that's when when Miami is gonna try and get a little more aggressive if they're on the pl- if, if they're on the playoff um, boundary, you know, kind of heading towards. The, you know the All Star break and whatnot, so we'll see.
2: I think though, it just seems inevitable that he will end up on the Mavs, regardless what you know whether it's a a trade before the season or mid season, or free agency next summer. It just it kind of seems inevitable that he's going to end up with the Mavs. So I agree. I I think at the very at the very latest, you'll be happy next summer.
0: I mean, and then, we'll see. I, uh, I've already, I've already put it behind me this summer. I've moved on. I've, I've you know, the first stage was acceptance, and um, I'm at the recovery part.
2: Yeah, and like we said, uh, there's, there's still a lot of time left before the season starts. Uh, obviously, you have preseason that'll be at the very beginning of October before that we'll have training camp, before that it'll be media day, uh, but you know all that's in September and you know we still have a good month, month and a half before we jump into all that. Uh, we have some some really special guests lined up for you guys uh, towards the, the end of this summer and right before the season starts, uh, so be sure to keep coming back and checking in with us and uh we're doing the best to bring you guys the best content both written and here on the pod every single week uh, and you know as always be sure to like rate and subscribe to the pod on your favorite platforms and i mean that's that's gonna do it for this episode guys we we really appreciate it matt you have anything to add before we head off
0: uh no not really um i i'm just want to thank everyone. Our, our even though it's the dead of the summer, we really don't have a lot to talk about. Our numbers have been steady, and uh, we appreciate that. It makes me believe that during the you know regular season, Absolutely. that they're just going to go off the charts. Absolutely. So, uh, when the season starts, it's going to be nuts. So yeah, I mean we're 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 both really looking forward to it, and um, we just appreciate y'all sticking with us this summer and uh, making us what we are. Yeah. Yeah, the support's been crazy. Um uh,
2: the Mavs fan base is super crazy, crazy passionate. Uh best fan base in the league. I'm obviously biased, but I truly believe that. And I mean, we just I can't believe how far we've been able to come with this in such a short period of time and I'm so so ready to actually get to start off a season. Uh, you know, with that, that excitement, and we get to bring it to you guys on the podcast. So, again, the guys, we appreciate
0: podcast, it. Number one Mavs podcast. Number one
2: Mavs podcast. I, I If you agree with us, let us know about it on Twitter. And, guys, you know, I'm, I'm glad you interrupted and said that, Matt, because, guys, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, if you could take just, you know, 20 to 30 seconds and go on there and leave us a review that would be that would be just greatly appreciated uh matt and i we've been discussing it here uh, not too long ago we, we haven't said anything in stone but we're considering doing a uh ticket giveaway we're gonna get uh, considering giving away two tickets for the opening night for the mavs uh and the way that that will go you have to be following the, sp- the step back And then you have to go and leave us a review and put your your Twitter at uh, somewhere in that review so we'll know who you are. But that's something to look forward to. So that's a little incentive to go give us a, a review on Apple Podcasts. But anyway, guys, we appreciate it. Thank you for coming in every week and listening to us. We hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you next week
1: champs, still coming with the clown, best flow, the man's the best on the floor, I'm wild, but yeah, I'm the GOAT, this gang get cold, yeah, you might need a coke, cause your friends turn into your foe, but I'ma just roll, gotta keep rolling your boat, yeah, I swear I give them hope, I say I'm cleaner than the soap, this time of year proves who are really single. float, for yeah, work. it's the Mavericks, all about action, don't do no action, no Samuel Jackson, Dirk at the ball, you know that it's magic, Post move deadly, yeah, get tragic, yeah, it's the Mavericks, all about action, don't do no action, no Samuel Jackson, Dirk at the ball, you know that it's magic, Post move deadly, yeah, get tragic, in this game, it's a lot of grit, you know what I'm saying? Proof who has integrity. Late nights, early mornings, but we all want the trophy at the end of the day. And that's the beauty of this game, because at the end of the day, only the real going float, man, for real. You either sink or you float. Only the real going float. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history.